0: Welcome! This is the Ag Engineering Podcast, where we talk tools, tips, and techniques to improve the sustainability of your farm. I am your host, Andy Chamberlain, from the University of Vermont Extension, and this podcast is supported by Northeast SARE, providing grants and education to advance innovation in sustainable agriculture. We're trying to improve the industry by chatting with farmers and getting their input on tools, tips, or techniques that have changed the way they farm for good. Many of these practices affect multiple areas of the farm. Whether it be environmentally, emotionally, physically, or financially, we share the knowledge to promote sustainable agriculture, lifestyle, and business. Thanks for having a listen. Now, let's get started. Today's episode comes to you from Thorndike, Maine, where we interview Phoenix O'Brien of Hallbrook Farm. It's his fourth season on this farm, but he's been in agriculture the last seven. He's growing in the zone 5B and on about 10 acres, 100% wholesale to supermarkets and grocery stores. Uh, Their farm is bringing in approximately $225,000 in gross sales. Phoenix, welcome to the show. Hello. So if you could describe your farm a little bit in one sentence, what would you say?
1: Uh, We are a small-scale vegetable farm growing produce to sell to supermarkets and small
0: grocery stores. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about high tunnels. You've got a couple of them going up on your farm, so I was hoping you would share your favorite ones, why you chose them, and what you like about them. So uh, what high tunnel have you choose to invest in?
1: Uh, Yeah, so we've got three now. We're Scheduled to put two more up, um, 30 by 96. They're all um, they're all NRCS projects. Um, the first one that we put up was a rim all. that you know we liked that one quite a bit. Um, tall posted, and uh, we didn't put any circulator fans or anything in that one. But um, you know installation was pretty easy. The instructions super clear. Um, they lay out all the markings on them. They, um, you know, pretty nice hardware. I thought they they went up pretty well. Um, and then the other two we set up are this other company. My neighbor put two of them, Put one up. Uh, two two separate neighbors each put one up. Um, and that's a Bylers greenhouse structures. They're out of Pennsylvania. Some Amish folks building those. Um, and I like those pretty good as well. I think. You know, I think for in terms of a the value there, the price is a little better on them, which is why I had initially gone with them. But, you know, we've compared to the other ones that I've seen or the other ones we put up, I also have a small ledgewood, I guess. That's um, our seedling house. But, um, you know, the big thing is just these things are rugged built. The bows are, I forget what the exact dimensions are, but they're like 2.1 inches um, thick. You know, it's super heavy duty pipe and the trussing is. You know the cross ties. I think they're like 21 feet long, and then got some bracing back up to the bow. Um, you know they're super, super heavy duty. I, I don't even know if you'd need to shovel them in the winter. <laughs> um, you know the fellow I was talking to, he said they only had one where they know the guy, where they collapsed on them, and that was kind of a manufacturer. They were that was an older style. They were manufacturing this and the guy got like four snowstorms in a row in upstate New York. But, yeah, they are they were a rugged house at a good value for sure.
0: Uh, was that delivered, or did you have to load up a trailer to go get it?
1: Uh, they mm-hmm. delivered it, and they had a – I got a deal on that one because they were – or on the two of them, they were sending a guy. There was a guy coming up here empty to fetch something back down that way. I think I, I got I got a really good deal on that. I think I gave eight hundred dollars to get two of them, two thirty by ninety six houses trucked clear from Lancaster County to Thorndike, Maine. So,
0: yeah, it doesn't sound too bad.
1: <laughs> no, no, that that was a. I mean, I think even still for up to here, I think like the last time he quoted me, it was like twelve hundred.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Um, which you know you're filling, pretty much filling a... 28 foot trailer
0: did you do the assembly and build all yourself
1: we did we did um you know and like i was saying that was that was the nice thing about the rimmels is that they pre-mark everything um those bilers they're while they are a little cheaper they definitely there were some corners cut or whatever i guess they just expect if you can grow tomatoes you can put a high tunnel up <laughs> um <laughs> they don't there's no markings or anything we um you have to build a jig on the ground to get your bows all lined up right, which, it, which actually makes for like, you know, very consistent, um, height. And, um, you know, you look through the tunnel, your, your cross ties and your trussing is all set up. Same, same, which is really nice. Yeah. You know, certainly a little bit more work, but yeah, so we did, we did everything, pounded the posts and all that. And, you know, They go up, go up fairly quick.
0: Yeah. Well, when you're, on high tunnel number three, I think you kind of got the rhythm down at that point. Yeah. Well, we've talked about cost. We've talked about some differences between them. We talked about how you had to make a jig. Um, is there anything that you'd recommend others, uh, do that maybe you had to do to install these or what you, Uh
1: yeah, I mean we, you know, I mean we install. Well, where the place we installed them, I had a guy come in with a bulldozer and just, you know, flatten the spot. Or they were level side to side. Um, you know, we and I recommend anybody do them. You know, we've put up those tall. We put them up with the tall posts. I think our posts are seven and a half feet long. Um, you know, total length. And I think we have like I forget. It's like four feet sticking out of the ground. Um, but as I was saying, you know, our, the piece of ground they lay on isn't completely level. So the posts are in deeper on one side than the other, just so the tops are all the same. The mm-hmm. tops of the posts are all at the same height, the peak of the greenhouse is level. But, um, you know, and then we just ran a, a, baseboard at level starting, starting at the lowest post. But then when you get out to the, the end where the ground is actually lower, um, you have a gap between your soil and the and the baseboard we fastened polycarbonate in there which uh, you know it's fairly attractive one but then two it just you know it created a good seal um not as good as probably burying two inch foam all the way around the tunnel but i think it'll certainly provide some amount of frost protection coming through forget where i was going with that exactly but (laughs) um yeah i mean the you know basic stuff i know some people you know a lot of the high tunnels when i was working on farms all had wooden baseboards and wooden components which i'm kind of the and hip wooden hip boards you know i'm certainly of the opinion of getting rid of all the wood seems like the way to go you know i I don't know i don't think i don't don't feel like the cost in the long run i don't think you're saving that much especially when you're at the risk of Seems like a good way to go.
0: Yeah, the more automation, the better, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just to, you know, in creating a good growing environment for your stuff that's in there, um, it make makes a big difference, I think. Um, and and the double layer poly too. You know, I, I went with that on those, and I don't think I'd ever put single layer poly on again.
0: What do you find um, the, that that um, works best for? Like why do mean, you like it so much? I'll,
1: I'll, Yeah, I mean, alone, just, uh, you know, resisting the wind, you know, we get high winds up here, as I'm sure they do everywhere else in the world. Um, You know, those two layers, when they're inflated, being taut, you know, the wind just kind of goes over them. It doesn't catch it and flap it all around like it does on a single layer. And two, I, you know, I think it, it regulates temperature both ways. It certainly keeps it cooler in those tunnels in the summer. Um, just the way it diffuses the light as well as, you know, holding the heat in on the cool nights and stuff. And just and the cond- condensation is the other thing in the wintertime. I noticed that on our single-layer polyhouse, that um, you know, the, whatever moisture is in there will just freeze and really blocks your light. where on a double layer. That either exists quite a bit less because of the, I don't know, whatever it is, that air gap. You don't get that same condensation, but then, too, it melts off a lot quicker um, in the cold months.
0: Yeah, those are a lot of benefits I'd say for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh yeah. World a difference, really.
0: I'm looking at uh one of your pictures you you shared and it looks like you're using a flatbed wagon with ladders on it as portable scaffolding. That looks like that worked pretty well.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good trick. Um that's a thing that's definitely a thing to do for sure. I mean, we I don't know how it uh definitely safer than the bucket of a tractor, but, um, you know, you can, yeah, put all your tools and materials on there and roll it right through and then you've got your height. Um, yeah, so you're on a, not as tall of a ladder. and You know, we just have that hook right to the tractor and pull it right on through. Um, pretty, Pretty efficient way for putting on your ridge pole and all your purlins and stuff and hanging fans.
0: It's probably more stable too, because your ladder's now on a deck, not on soft dirt, so that's a little safer, probably.
1: Yeah, no, with, without a doubt, you definitely have a much, you know, way better working. You know, you just have a portable working surface. You got a hard, hard surface. If you drop tools or you drop uh, hardware and stuff, you got your box of hardware right with you. You're not working in the muck and the mud and the dirt, griming up all the threads on all those pieces of hardware
0: that's true and if you do need to get down to the bottom of the ladder to get hardware or whatever you're you're already three feet off the ground so that probably saves some time too you're not going all the way down yeah yeah no it's uh
1: no that was a we liked that a lot
0: i see in one of your tunnels you decided to put it over a concrete slab um what was your reasoning for doing that
1: oh yeah that's our um that's our seedling house, and uh, that was a frame that was actually just given to us, which is why we decided we could spend the extra money on the slab. But that's um, we put radiant heat in that slab. Um, or we haven't installed the wood boiler yet. But the plan is to put either a wood boiler or a pellet boiler in there um, for radiant heat, and then, you know, we're growing. A lot of winter, three acres of winter squash this year. So we're planning on curing that all in there. Um, so the purpose of the slab was just for material handling to pick right into bulk bins and then wheel it in there. But, um,
0: oh, for curing? You know, it's yeah,
1: for curing to just be able to, you know, use a forklift or a pallet jack to just roll the stuff right in there, create a good curing environment.
0: Yeah, dry, clean. Um,
1: Yeah, dry, clean. You turn the heater on, turn the fans on. You know, pull the moisture right out. Turn the heat back on. You know, and I I mean, it's proved awesome just for everything. Like, you know, think about working on other people's farms and how much time you spend lugging stuff in and around tunnels. You know, or in the in the seedling house. I mean, moving a lot of soil and trays and everything. You know, you've got a hard surface to work on. You can put stuff on wheels pretty easy.
0: Do you find it keeps the space cleaner because the dirt and things are on dollies and carts or do you find it just easier to clean up because it's a hard surface to go back to?
1: Yeah, easier to clean up for sure. I mean, you can and you know, we've got floor drains in there. You can spray the dirt off into the drain or and or sweep it up. You know, and it's nice just to have that space for whatever, you know, you've got a good hard surface. Well lit surface to work on, you know. Um, you, you know, for other projects, you know, just having that when it's not in you, you know, right now there's not that many seedlings in there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but you you've got that space. I mean, we, you know, for for doing whatever and being able to roll equipment around.
0: Yeah, covered space with good floor, <laughs> dry area.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, I mean, even just, like, our seedling table in there is on wheels if we need to move it and rearrange well, all that. Cool. I mean, it was, nice. you know, definitely more of a cost, but I think w- well worth it in the preserving us and our workers' bodies and getting stuff done efficiently.
0: You remember approximately what it cost to do that floor?
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't cheap when we had to get site work done anyway, just to you know, like I say, we got hilly ground, but um, you know, I think all said and done, we poured the slab ourselves. I think we were total around five grand.
0: Does that include the heat pipes and all that too?
1: Yeah, I haven't. There's definitely going to be more money in like the boiler itself and all the manifolds and circulator system, but um, yeah you know, the PEX piping itself is super is very cheap yeah yeah um but the, the insulation you know that alone you know we put two inch foam down in the floor, I think that was like twelve hundred bucks,
0: all good in the long run,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure yeah i i mean i I do not regret doing that one bit I mean that was uh yeah just it just makes for a much more useful space, obviously a lot more money up front. Obviously, a lot easier just to roll some landscape fabric down on the dirt and and go for it, but
0: have you cured squash in there yet, or is it still new?
1: No, this will be its maiden voyage um I can follow back up with you on that, but this this fall time will be will be it
0: yeah i'm I'm definitely curious how well that works out it sounds sounds to me like it would work great, so um
1: yeah, in theory, it's amazing
0: it'll be exciting to see we'll see <laughs> if, if your quality ha- improves from the way you did it before and stuff like that that's where you could really get some financial right. kickback from that too i bet yeah yeah quick consistent cure well are there any other things about your high tunnels that we didn't talk about you'd like to share
1: uh not that i can think of i think you don't have any more questions, I think we got that one pretty well hammered out.
0: Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, thanks for sharing your high tunnel setup and how you use them on your farm.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Cool. Well, if others want to follow up with you and see what you're doing, how should they do that?
1: Um, email is a good way to get in touch. Um, probably, Probably the best way.
0: And you're on social media too?
1: Yeah, we are on uh, Instagram at Hallbrook Farm Maine. That would be another way to get in touch.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, sounds good. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Oh, no problem.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you learned something today or plan to make a change on your farm, let me know. I'd love to receive any feedback you have. Just click the link in the description to submit the form. It will help the future of this podcast to be a resource that is helpful for you. And while you're at it, I hope you go ahead and subscribe, share this with a friend, or leave a comment. And if you want more information, check out the show notes on our website at agengpodcast.com. That's A-G-E-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day. The proceeding has been a production of University of Vermont Extension. For more information on Extension, log on to www.uvm.edu/slash extension.